You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Homeland After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Homeland After Show. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, After Buzzers. Welcome to the third season, episode four of Showtime's Homeland. Bing is for doing it, and that's what we're doing. This episode entitled Game On, Suckers Minus the Suckers. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Thaddeus Massey, and joining me this evening is Lauren Leonelli. Hello. And Nando Velasquez. Hello there. Yes, so Homeland is was I was really like falling asleep last episode. I mean, it was great to see. Something going on with Brody, mm-hmm. uh, what happened after the explosion, what he's doing, and leading into this episode, Carrie, in um, this mental institution. And I'm just so happy that at the end of the episode, something was, there was finally some life that was breathed, breathed, or whatever the proper grammatical. Breathed. Breathed uh, into, thank you, Lauren, into the series because it was starting to become a head nodder. Yeah, who who, <laughs> who would have thought that these past three episodes was all a setup for this whole big twist? Well, right. well, the queen of predictions may have alluded to that a couple of times because how many times did the I queen say? Saul, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Saul has a plan. Saul is not throwing her under the bus. Yeah. There's a plan. How many times did I say that? I got up and did a dance and I would create it for you, but it's a real tight shot. And I was screaming. It was so good. Oh, when... When Saul saw Carrie, and she, I can't. It makes me want to cry. I was so okay. excited. Okay, so so I don't know if you guys DVR'd it or if you guys actually saw it live, but you know, um, uh, Claire Danes actually came on and did some explanation of some things that may not have been included in the show itself after the episode ended, mm. yeah. and explained some of the in between of some of the nuances and actual details that maybe or that wasn't shown right. or written into the actual script the, for the episode. The, the thing, she touched on the things that once Saul let the audience in on the fact that this was a plan right, and that it was a cover, they went back and said, okay, like, for example, when Carrie called her father and said, tell Saul I'm done, that was, like, code for, like, get me out of here. I can't do this anymore. Like, right. Um, not that. Well, she said that was real. Yeah. She said that was, that was really it, her calling, getting the hell, get me the hell out of here. Right. right. But from the plan and all of that, like that, that, but we didn't know how, how deep that actually, what that actually meant is what I'm saying. So she went back and sort of said, you could put these things together, but it was nice to know, to think about those details in real time with her saying, Hey, in this scene and this scene, even though then you can look back and kind of go, okay, yeah. Oh, so, 
okay, so we put her in there, and oh, she was just trying to wait it out. But mm-hmm. it's nice to know the specific moments, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, she said it herself in that segment after the show, if you watch it, that it was her trying to keep track of what's Even a con. Even as an actress. Yeah, what's a con yeah. and what's reality. It was right. a very layered performance. Right. Because, again, she's she's deep, deep, deep undercover. Right. But she's still within the limits of her own sanity or, right. or her of her disorder, of right. her, her affliction. So yeah. uh, this is affecting her. It's deep undercover, but it's it's just as bad as being deep undercover in the Middle East, right. in, in enemy territory. Totally. It's about the same exact thing for her. It because is. Because she's in a psych ward where she's trying to keep her sanity. Right. For sure. Yeah. Life or death. Especially yeah. since she is diagnosed bipolar and she is on medication. Exactly. And So then... Okay, wait. Well, I'm just th- thinking back. Wait, I know because we're talking about... Sorry to interrupt where you're no, going, go but ahead. I have to say... So then you have to think about how much Carrie is acting. Because if in the moment when she had that hearing to get out, right. of was that... Did she have to pretend to be disappointed the when the first commitment hearing or the, or the one this the week? The one with the lawyer, with the judge, he came in and everyone around the table was like, oh, she's giving her glowing review. Oh, yeah, and- it's the one this episode, yeah. Uh, yeah, you have to wonder about that. I so guess. So was she. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Was Carrie acting or was that really supposed to be her way out? And then that's the moment where she's like, dude, Saul, I thought I was supposed to get out. Get me out. I'm done. Like, was she acting ups- disappointed and that was all part of the plan? Or is he okay. not confused? Well, this is the one question that I have. And then I'm going to address that. Okay. The first question I have is just outside of the box, outside of the show, we've got Claire Danes explaining for an extra few minutes what's actually going on in the show. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that's actually cool that they're doing that so we kind of know what's going on in the show or do you think it lacks creative integrity whereas they should have just they should have been able to just include those details in the show i think itself. i my opinion on that is no is that i don't i don't think i think their audience is smart yeah. and i think that they don't want us to feel like they need to hold our hand um and i think that because the story is so complicated and so layered mm-hmm. that there's probably could do five other seasons on just the explanations of this little point and that little point and this right. little detail and that and no. So I think in this particular situation, this was super duper layered. So mm-hmm. it was nice to have a little insight, but I don't think that they need to explain that. Like it's too expository and, and then annoying. Even in the scenes where like Dana and the boyfriend are Leo, uh, Leo, Leo mm-hmm. are like, yeah, well, it was my brother holding that gun that day. He killed himself. Like even that's like, ugh. I don't like when I feel like they're like soap opera explaining. So I would, I personally wouldn't like that. Well, yeah. they don't have to soap opera explain in order to just kind of show the details of what's going on. I feel like, like she that was. SNL she, skit, I was only acting. Right. I was merely acting. Well, right. but they, but they wanted us to be in the dark. That's what made this so good. They did, but if it was so good. 
Do you think that they would need to bring her on to explain? It was. Well, yeah, because it's not part of the show anyway. It's after. It's some not, people it's, don't. It's not, but that's breaking the fourth to wall. Watch that stuff. Well, people like to see a, a peek behind the curtain. And, and to be yeah. honest, even without seeing that, I would have to say great acting performance because it was see, amazing. You can yeah, see it has to be layered to play that kind of way. Yeah. You, you kind of go back and go, really? Was she was she in on it the whole time? And, and yeah, even without seeing that bit, you're kind of thinking, like I, you were thinking, was yeah. she really being serious here? Was she really, you know, in yeah. danger? Was she really... How I see she what acting? you're saying, Thaddeus. I get it. Well, I just I think that some, some fans may think that why wouldn't they just... I know that some fans are going to be like, oh my gosh, that was so cool. And I'm just but thinking some other else, fans might be like... How else would they do that, though, without flashing back? Because you couldn't, you couldn't go back. If you're trying to keep the audience out of that loop so that mm-hmm. that's a big reveal at the end, which they're very good at doing, there's no way you could let them in on that until after the fact. So then only would they have to add a couple five, five minutes on the end of the episode for Carrie to be like, Saul, when they see each other and then have like a flashback of like him, her on the phone and him yeah. getting the message from the father or like, I don't know. I just think that would be cheesy. I think we were, we were all able to figure it out. And I know last week's episode, I, I saw a lot of comments on the internet. People just felt like the whole Brody, um, Carrie, mirroring each other, their their situations being very mirrored. Yes. They just felt it was like hitting the nail over the head by the end. It's like, yeah, we get it. We they get both it. are yeah. very similar. The side shots. Right. Yeah, yeah, we get it. So right. I think the audience is smart little, enough to figure this out. The audience out. doesn't funny. like feeling like they're being force-fed something. I think that we like this is the third season of this right. show and we yeah. like sitting on the edge of our seats going, what, what? Like, keep us a little bit in the dark because that's what makes it so good when they reveal something. So you feel the extra Claire Danes footage was okay, even yeah. with the intelligent fans. Totally, that, the yeah. fans wouldn't be able to figure it out. I think people that. can appreciate the acting. I think people who are really into what the actors are thinking, I think they really appreciate hearing that kind of stuff. It too. was a okay. nice time yeah. for them to I like do that. It. I thought, yeah. yeah, excellent. Okay. Hmm. Well, you guys can let us know what you think. You guys can call in 424-256-1729, 424-256-1729, and let us know what you think about how the story developed into this big reveal at the end of episode four of Game On, because it kind of hit a lot of people over the head. I know it hit Lauren Leonelli over the head. She was doing cartwheels and backflips. I was dancing. What, dancing. <laughs> Literally and, and dancing. Yes. she. Yeah, it was actually great to see that that was – that that happened. Not, I mean, gonna, not gonna lie, I yelled out loud, Homeland is back! Yeah, it, it, to be honest with you, personally for me, I was a little annoyed with how Saul was behaving the last three episodes, simply because it wasn't consistent That's with his character. I, yeah. So it's good that It was they, breaking my heart. It made sense that the his character developed this so, way. It was and so satisfying. It was, uh, it was so Saul-ish to yeah. come back around and be like, and hug her. And the thing I also like, and this is a personal thing, obviously, is that he he stayed true to himself, and he's kept Carrie. It's like they have this thing going on that nobody else knows about. Yeah. I don't even think even Dar knows what's no. going on, which is why she, you know, he came to, you know, he did the DOJ thing. Remember, he came mm-hmm. in and said, you want me to do those DOJ files? You know, there. he said, I put them on your desk. He said, yeah, go ahead and handle that, blah, blah, blah. When he was he talking to Farrah. He didn't even know what he was doing. He didn't, because Saul has all this thing. Yeah. He's masterminding and puppeteering this whole thing. That's why So this whole time... I guess you would assume that he's had Dar going this whole time. You can assume that Saul's yeah, had Dar going sure. this whole well, time. To an extent, right. yes. If so, Saul is operating on his own. I mean, he, he, the thing with Farah that he's doing, he told her, don't mention it to anyone. And when Dar right. walked in the room, like, noticed that they, they were quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, same thing. I, I mean, who knows? Carrie's noticing that he, that Dar was, in the, uh, was at the commitment hearing afterwards talking to the judge. Right. And that's where he gave the writ right. to mm-hmm. keep her in there. Mm-hmm. So, who knows what Dar is? Maybe Saul doesn't trust Dar. Well, 
Mm. He was doing his own thing that nobody talks about. And Dar said he was going to put her under. Like, and and Saul was kind of like, whatever you, he's, you know, Saul kind of put his hands up. And, and he, remember, he's, in the out, first, he's out for Carrie. The first yeah. episode, yeah. Saul said, I would never throw Carrie under the bus. And he said that to Dar. Because he was kind of probing, like, look at what happened out here. Yeah. And he was kind of blaming Carrie a little bit for that. Right. Like, she's part of this. We need to keep her under, you need to control her. And I think that Saul does this often with Carrie. You know, he used to do that all the time when they were first trying to figure out stuff with Brody. And then Peter Quinn came in and they were doing this under the – well, Dar was involved in that. But yeah. they were doing the under the radar things. Now he's doing it with Farah. Except that he's the king of that. Yeah. Okay, so when we go back and she and Carrie was on the run, so to speak, mm-hmm. and she called – what's the guy's name? Virgil? Uh-huh. Yeah. So when she called Virgil, was that – were they really? Yeah, wait. Now we need to talk well, about that. Yeah, let's well, talk about well, that. Well, here's the thing. I just think it, it's, it's, again, it's because everybody against that, Carrie. It's right. like Saul's the only confidant here. I know, but why would Carrie. she do that if she knew she was going to be? She's got to play it up. She's got she's to act as if nothing's oh, going on. She had to call Virgil because she knew that the people on the other side were... Needed to know. But Virgil's in on it as well. well he, because, but he knew, though. But Virgil knew. He was like, whatever. You guys can do whatever you want. I'm going to say, tell your mom I said hi, and that's going right. to be it. I don't think she knew that Virgil was tapped. I mean, until not after until, Vir- not until Virgil said, say hi to your mom for me. Right. That's when she realized it. But I think she just has to go through everything normally and just keep a keen eye as to what's going on, what's being present. And again, right now, she's under. you saw it kind of in clips for next week. She right. She's under surveillance from the Iranians, and she's under surveillance by her own government. You know, the only person who seems to know how deep undercover she is is Saul. So I can't stop thinking. I'm like, sorry, so if you guys are gone through the for room. people yeah. who are watching and my eyes are like, I'm like floating off into what happened in <laughs> You see, I'm like, it's so, I can't, I can't think straight right now. Okay, so my next question is should Carrie stay on her meds or not stay on her meds? And the reason I ask this question is Obviously, she's been prescribed this medication because of her condition, and they're supposed to be good for her or whatever to keep her balanced or whatever or whatnot. But although her life is in somewhat of turmoil, I have never heard or seen any kind of media uh, outlet, film, television show where they've depicted the personal life of a CIA agent in order. (laughs) So this, to me, seems still consistent with anything that would somewhat resemble a TV show or something where well, the, the CIA agent's life is like turned upside down. Bipolar disorder. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Thank you for clarifying that. No, yeah. Regardless, I, I was, of, yeah. yeah regardless mm-hmm. of the bipolar disorder. And it's kind of like, well, does she need to take medication anyway? Because if it's not broke, why fix it? I think it yeah, like she's been coming to all back. the right conclusions yeah. anyway. No, but, it, but she flew off the handle for reals, though. Yeah. Well, the, what was it? First season, she was off meds no, for a bit, No, just this right? last time. That was real, but right? here's my question. My question is, but how far back does this go? Does this go back from the very beginning when she was off her meds? Or was this something that Saul kind of fed her, like, you know, a little bit later okay, on? Okay, wait. Uh, is this is so... My whole point my is, mind. is it necessary for her to keep taking her meds? Because well, well, it seems as if it's like a completely well, she, different isolated situation. She is taking her meds right she's now. She's taking it right now. But she wasn't taking it well, the beginning of the season. season. No, but she's right now she's taking them. She was under surveillance at the right. institution. At the, at the There's board, no yeah. way so she wasn't again, taking Again, right. when she wasn't taking her meds, was that part of the plan? Was I don't that, know. That that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, is what's, it that's what's interesting. I right. can't. She operated before when she was on meds. She's so like, I've been jogging five so miles possible, a day. So it's possible that this was wait. Part but of the she's whole never thing. wanted to be on her meds anyway. Hold on, I think this is. What and happened. she still came to the right conclusions about okay, everything. Okay, I'm going to right, take for the most a part. guess and say what happened was real. She did go off her meds. Crazy shit went down. 
Saul in that moment was like, I'm going to, I'm going to feed. This is what I thought when I was watching it anyway, that heartbreaking moment when he told about her disorder at the Senate, at the Senate hearing, hearing, right. I think she really was like, you're what? Like he did that. But I think he knew in the moment he maybe made a snap decision. We talked about whether that was premeditated or whether it was a snap decision. Right. I, I think maybe he's good enough that he could make a snap decision and devise a plan within that pause that he made right. and say, I'm going to I'm going to tell on her, but I'm going to use her and save her in the end. And I think from that point on, he somehow contacted her and said, look, you got to. Trust me. And maybe didn't even give her all the information, just said, trust me. Right. You're going to, I'm going to get you out of this somehow. Because didn't he cut? And yeah, she still freaks out and she still says that whole fuck you song. No, no, no. But, right. but, but, but right. I think that was real because I think he came in there and went like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I'm that, you through this. that I'm putting you through this. And all she, like, she mm. just, I think that was the only thing she said, you better fucking get me out of this right. shit. You but know? it's kind of like. It's kind of like playing a sport. You know, it's like he's quarterback in this situation. She's and got- ideally, your linemen are supposed to block for you. But what happens when the pocket breaks down? You have to improvise. Take a hit. You, have to, you, you yeah. have to improvise, scramble, and then still make a play. Right. So that's what's other, going on right now. Here's the other interesting thing about Saul, though. I mean, from, was it the first episode when when he was doing the attacks on those six targets? Yeah. We, I remember I was listening to you guys on the podcast because I wasn't on yet. You guys were talking because about every- how indecisive Saul was, trying to figure out, like, if he should do it or not. And he yeah. was even indecisive at home with his wife like I yeah. think you made a joke on him pulling the trigger they couldn't pull the trigger <laughs> at home either so again it's like it's like was Saul, Saul this decisive with Carrie meanwhile well, he's pulling this whole like shit I kill these six but people but this is why this is why we talked about this this is why Saul can make the decisions when it comes to an emotional thing he can make the decision Carrie is his like this we always like said kid. that like her Achilles heel was Brody and like that's his Achilles heel like mm-hmm. he will never he will always be there for Carrie, which is why I think this was such a nice twist because everyone watching, even you were like, what? This is so not Saul. What right. is he doing? Right. And then it was such a nice, satisfying moment when they hugged and we it, figured out nice it was a plan. It's nice to see them playing on the same team again. But yeah, no, I think, I don't know. It's so, it's very confusing, but <laughs> it, I think that. It's great. It's, yeah. we get to, we get to digest all the first three episodes and all the people who are like, oh man, this season isn't, now we get to look it over again with this whole new twist and try and figure it out, which is kind of awesome. For in a me, way. I'm going to guess that was my mo, that was the moment when it all went down mm-hmm. at the hearing when Game Saul on. said, she has a disorder, didn't give her right. name, and then that's when he went, I'm devising a plan. Right. And I think that's when it all started. If we're going back and guessing, that's what my guess would be. Okay. And okay. I'm probably right because I'm really good at guessing and predictions. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> just saying. She's like the self-proclaimed. I know, I love it. I, love, I love you, Lauren Leonelli. Anyway, so was it just Stay me tuned for Lauren Leonelli's correct predictions? Right, exactly. <laughs> now, was it just me? And I want to know what everybody in the audience thinks about this. I just watched the show, but when Carrie was on the run, I had to say that in quotes because she was trying to dodge and and dip away from. Was it the attorney? Or Paul was Franklin. That Paul Franklin. Guy. Yeah. Were you thinking? Call Quinn. Yes, I thought she was knocking on his door when it was the guy. I that thought she, had she sex was calling with. Quinn. Yeah, I thought she should have called Quinn because to me, Quinn hasn't presented himself as a guy who's compromisable or a guy who he's, you can buy off. 
he's also come to her on his own and been like, I'm exactly. here to protect you and have sex with you eventually. Right. But he's still officially. And he keeps it real. He, he seems like he keeps it real. It's like, even though he yeah. has orders, it's like he thinks for himself and is like, oh, yeah. I don't agree with those orders, so I'm not going to do that. Exactly. He was 100% <laughs> you know? would be like, uh, right. nope, not doing that. Well, but you know, he's acted rogue. And I think even like when she he was over at the uh, at the first commitment hearing, she was very surprised that he was there. She mm-hmm. was trying to get rid of him. So I don't know if it's maybe to protect him or. Because she already had a plan. Or because, yeah, she already had a plan. Yeah, or a plan. He's, uh, he's part of the CIA. And, and again, Saul doesn't trust anybody. And then don't forget, the person who originally hired Quinn was Dar. Dar. Dar was the person who brought him in. That's true. So there's Wait a, a connection with that, too. That's true. Why? She called him Darth Adal. Why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So wait, who? I know we kind of just touched on this, but I just need to hash it out in my brain. Okay. So who, on the run, that, who was she really running from, though? Because she's not just pretending all that. There was somebody she was really running from. Maybe well, you know, it was really bar. weird. It was really weird when she was, well, I don't know if she was on her, no, she wasn't on her way home. But when she sh- turned that corner. And remember, we saw the guy sitting in the car. And said, don't and go we, home. Uh, and we thought it was the banker. Yeah. The guy sitting in the car. Yeah. It, he looked like the banker. He looked like the banker when she got all her yeah. assets frozen. Frozen. Mm-hmm. So, similar, very yeah. similar to Why banker. would they hold on, I have something to say about the casting process. Why on earth would they do that? <laughs> Why would they just show us a scene with the dark haired dude that What? No, I'm just saying They're playing with our heads. Why would they do that? They're smarter than that. Either that was on purpose to be like, what? I or think it was on purpose. Why would you do that and be like, okay, now just for one, that guy had like five lines. Now right. we're going to cast some guy like 30 seconds later that's going to look just like that guy and we're just going to like give a quick shot. And so why would you, why wouldn't you just put like a blonde guy in the car? Right. All, all, uh, I don't know, white collar, uh, criminals look alike to me. I don't know. Well, I just thought that was <laughs> dumb casting wise. That's classes, Nando. That's classes. I don't know. If, <laughs> just saying. If, I'm just saying. If those guys were not, if that wasn't supposed to be on purpose, that was stupid casting call. Okay, my part. other question is, her being so surprised that her car is gone, her assets are frozen, and all these other things, were these kind of like... Why would she have that that's just kinda, arbitrary conversation with the neighbor in the garage if... Were those the things that throw the audience off? Unless she knew she was being I think, followed. I think she's playing it real. Wait I mean, a minute. She's playing it happen. She's just in she character. knew she was being followed, or like watched potentially no. at any point and so she needs to act surprised when her Carrie, car is not yeah. there. Exactly. Carrie has to she has to be in character okay. because everything that she does to be in deep cover has to be as though she can't just hang so out in the house and go, and go I got a meeting with right. this uh, Leland guy tomorrow. I'm just going to watch some TV. I'm going to exactly. catch up. Oh, what's on my favorite? What's oh, because they Tebow? know that she's going to like try and yeah. run. Right. So she has to act like she's, she's running. She's got to make him she's got to play hard to get. And she runs to Brody alike. Yeah. And she runs to Brody's she, doppelganger. And she, and she hangs out with him for mm-hmm. the night. Gross. Yeah. Steals a little money. Mm-hmm. Gross. And, uh, you know. I would have hung out at Peter Quinn's. That's where I would have been hanging out. We know that's where he would have But if he's not on the same team, then, not on the same uh, team. you know. Who cares? Still <laughs> you, you been. And they even, and they even knew where she money. was then. Yeah. That was kind of disturbing. I know. That was disturbing. That she went to somebody knew? that she had barely any connection with. Just that one night stand. And they knew exactly where she was. They know everything. Okay, and she stole is, money from him. She stole his money. She stole. No, and she didn't. Need she didn't to take do everything. That. But she didn't take everything. She didn't need to do that. Were they watching? Oh, well, she didn't. She was. Maybe she was her like. Assets were frozen. Maybe she, she didn't was, have a car. Wait, this is what she was thinking. She was like, you know what, dude? They mm. don't call it a blow vacation. It's a blow job. Pay me for my work. And then she left. That's what wow. she was. Wow, Lauren Leonelli, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. <laughs> they what? They it's don't late call night. it a blow vacation. Is that a prediction? Is that no, correct? No, I'm What's just saying. Homeland After Dark? <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's a late night show, and the people watching the show are allowed to hear that kind of 
talk because mm-hmm. they're watching a Showtime show with swear words and sex. I'm just saying. Maybe I'm surprised that's what there she was, was no sex. I'm surprised there was no sex in that scene. Well, I they're was saving it for Peter they're Quinn. S- they're saving it. They have to. They, they can never Somebody's be too be much. They, they haven't had enough sex this, this season. That well, show. She alluded sex. I mean, she did alluded. spend the night. She, yeah. she did get up. It was and like, She you paid know, herself for it. Bed. Nobody okay. wanted to see Brody like hit it again, I guess. She, mm. she paid so herself like, for it. Yeah, exactly. So my next question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Smart girl. <laughs> Smart girl. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So you made me forget my question. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. There's Talking lots about of, I mean, vacations. No, there's lots of questions. from that. Let's there there from are a lot. There, there are, I mean, it's just so questions. interesting to go back and pick up the pieces like this because you wonder, like, how much she was. But, I mean, in okay, to wrap it up, I guess what we're saying is is that she's going under the assumption that eyes are on her at every second. So everything she does needs to look like she's doing the normal thing that she would do and avoid run, avoid, um, avoid going to the other side. Oh, that, I remember. That, okay. Wait one second. Go ahead. Go ahead. Remember that. But that scene with that lawyer was also heartbreaking because when she decided or acted like she was deciding to like give this guy information, yeah, you watched her like. I mean, she wasn't even facing him, so she yes had to act upset. But those facial expressions, I believe, and like the real sadness there was like her imagining having to do this and how heartbreaking it would be because she was like very emotional about it and i or and she was probably also scared in that moment as well because right. it's like at the edge of you know this is really going down and now i'm gonna have to meet this guy and ob- obviously that's what excites her and she's good at but at the same time i think the thought of that actually having to happen it was because right. that's she would never do that you know she would die before she did went against the um, you know cia or oh well, they did her. a good job of setting it up and that's what my question is how many of you were hoping based on saw being the new new improved a-hole saw that he is cia yeah exactly <laughs> new he's the new estes how many of you based on the the you know home or house being against her now and her having going through everything she's going through and every you know they're just the world's against her pretty much how many of you out there were kind of hoping that she was gonna flip in that moment because the lawyer he did make a point. It's like he you did. know a plan for a, a airliner for an airliner. He mm-hmm. said you know these guys. It's like you know it was just equal retaliation. It wasn't like anything crazy or anything that in- was fanatical. It's basically how he was explaining it. It's a simple war. Like yeah. you know there was a strike here by the U.S. and then there was a, a retaliation. It was very it was yeah. very equal. Eye so for an, so, eye. an eye for an eye, basically mm-hmm. yes. And so is that that kind of rationale you kind of look at it like it's very it's very so in that moment you can get, you can actually be like well yeah and then the US government or the it's CIA very cerebral. is screwing her it's on that it level is. but the it emotional is. level is where Carrie lives most of the time yeah. and you know she was I think so. Emotionally, she's getting screwed by the people she's given well, her everything to. Think no, think about it. She wasn't though, really, because no. But Saul, we didn't know that then. That's no, what I'm we, saying. That's we didn't. We know didn't. That. Yeah. So that's why my question is: How many of you out there were hoping that she was actually going to flip in that moment? Well, because she because had he been did betrayed make a good in her point. mind, and he and did. He make, and he made a good point. They it, and I thought they were trying to. I kind of was like, yeah, I get thought, some money. <laughs> right. I thought they were trying to get the audience to sympathize with the decision that she was about to make right. because it was something that we would never see her do. So in order to still fight for Carrie and to still love her and watch her and emotionally like relate to her, right. we would have had to rehash all the shit that they made her go through and go like, you know what? Yeah, like 
Maybe, yeah, maybe she, this is the only thing, they pushed her to this point. This is all her only other choice. It's right. either she's going to die or she's going to live and do whatever she can to survive, survival of the fittest. And it's it's because they put her here. So I think that was done, that little speech that a lawyer gave that was great, right. was done in order to let the audience at that point not just turn off and be like, oh my God, forget it. I can't watch this show now. And that guy is a good actor, by the way. I can't remember yeah. his name right now, but that was um, a great he was scene. in Weeds. Uh, he played a, a DEA agent in okay. Weeds. Bing uh, it like if you're four or five seasons ago. Yeah, bing it, I, bing it and yeah, find it and call it, us. Bing it and find it. Sure. Find it and let us know four two four two five six seventeen twenty. Or who Bennett? Who what's Bennett's? Uh, the if you don't call in, name. you can go onto iTunes and comment or YouTube or whatever while you're on iTunes. Oh yeah, write and comment about how much you like our show and how crazy we're getting about how exciting this is. And let us know what you think. Keep the conversation going. Tell a friend. We are here talking about Homeland because we're obsessed. Clearly, I am speaking for myself. Obsessed with the show. No, she she likes the show. She's obsessed with Peter Quinn. <laughs> that is true. Let's also, <laughs> and I feel like this episode was lacking a little Peter Quinn, but that's okay because we'll see him soon. But we'll see a lot of Peter Quinn later. Let us know what you think. Keep the conversation going because that's what we're doing here for you guys. <laughs> and while you're on iTunes, buy yourself a copy of Serial Buddies. Because if you like mysterious things with little plot twists, then you'll like this movie. Yeah. That's what Homeland is. This movie, of course, with some dark, dry humor. Right. And Pretty funny. Kathy Lee Gifford, Henry Winkler, Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. I mean, Maria. Hello. Yeah. That's a reason enough Pepe right there. Darling. Yeah. Yep. So by that. In a cereal, but it's with an S. S-E-R-I-A-L, not cereal like uh, Applejacks. Apple yeah. Applejacks yeah. yeah. Fruit Loops. Right. Yeah. Uh, so get yourself a copy of that and let <laughs> us know what you think about us on iTunes. They're great. They're great. That's Frosted Flakes. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> I was doing two things at once. Did you see that? Multitasking. Mm-hmm. So Carrie flipping or potentially flipping, my next question is, would you rather have seen – Saul not be a part of this whole flipping thing and Carrie bring down everything, like go to the higher ups on her own and handle this whole operation. No, we got to no. see Saul. We I, I was Saul. I was really feeling like, what the hell is he doing? I need my Saul back. Mm-hmm. And when he hugged her, I felt like he was hugging me. I could feel his embrace around me. They're like, like they're like stably unstable. If that tender. makes any sense, you know what I'm saying? No, he keeps. It's him like stable. they're unstable. No, Saul's unstable too. No, he's but not. He's stable being unstable, and Carrie he's is like unstable. stable. Yeah, he, he's, no, he's kinda, not. He's ca- totally he's, in control of everything he's doing, no, and he's, he's super totally, smart. He's totally calm. He's the bear. I wouldn't keep. I wouldn't consider him ca- stable. I wouldn't. Why not? I think he's stable. I, think, I, I don't, I think, I don't think he's completely stable. I think he's more stable and not stable. I mean, if there's any instability. I think instability, he's got control of his instability. If there's. <laughs> I think his instability is stable. He has learned how to operate. He's like a functioning drunk. That's why. No way. I, that's I think I he's stable. Yeah. No. I'm sorry. There might be moments where he makes like irrational-ish decisions, <laughs> but that's part of the job. And it always turns out good. And he always knows what he's doing. And he's always going to. He saw the Bear Berenson. Okay, anyway, so. <laughs> you can't just dismiss me. I'm not dismissing you. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Is, hold on. Is Saul unstable? I yes believe or no? Is Saul unstable? unstable? I don't think he's unstable. No, two against one. I believe he's stable in his instability. Whatever, don't I try believe, and go back on it. I, I'm not. I said that the first time. I no. believe he has learned how to operate within this. Well, you can think what you want to think, that is. Peter Quinn is stable. Mm-hmm. He knows his own mind. He he, he stands for I something. No, I don't agree with that. Hundred percent. I, I believe he's, he's stable. I don't think he's stable right now. I think he's. You think Peter Quinn's not stable? I think he's showing his humanity. I think he's starting to get a little unstable. I think he's still someone you can rely on. Okay, so I why think, do you think he's unstable? Go I ahead. Think, yeah. why, why? What gives you? 
I just think I just think ever since he shot that kid, I don't think he's thinking. You know, as far as the CIA, he's thinking his own moral ground. But I don't think he. And another reason why as, Carrie didn't go to him. I, hmm. I agree with you. I think he's unstable in the um, reliability sense. sense of the job. Carrie, she will do never. Will do anything against. She will always, always, always be on the side of the CIA and the Americans. No matter how long it seems to them, she will. He, Peter Quinn, is although he's like super smart and stealth and all that is not none of that's being questioned. As where when it's with Carrie, you question it because of her disease. Peter Quinn doesn't have that problem. He's like very straight at right to the point. But I do agree with you when it comes to the job or who he's going to fight for. And he's even said it out loud. He's like, if I feel like at any point that this is like something I'm not going to do or I'm morally against it, I'm out. So when it comes to the stability of the job, yeah. yes, he's unstable. Mm-hmm. But I like it. The one you can't trust is Dar, though. That's just the one you oh, can't yeah, trust. Oh, yeah. I've never Whoa. trusted him from the beginning. You definitely yeah. can't trust him. Never. Yeah. From the moment that Saul met him. I haven't trusted him, him in, since Scarface. No. In, <laughs> in the, the moment that Saul met him in that cafe, like season two, I was like, who is this guy? And he is freaking me out. Yeah, he was very grim, like mm-hmm. very eerie, spooky. Like this guy is. It makes you wonder how far the This guy writers... can kill the president and then convince everybody. This I is know. why it was needed. It was necessary. This <laughs> makes The president you... was a threat to national security. Looking, You're like, okay. <laughs> looking back on this now that we had this plot twist and we're going back just in this episode. If, also, if you think about looking back all the way to season one and two and whatever, it makes you wonder like how far do the writers have this stuff planned? That's a good question. Because if doll it, dar a doll is supposed to be a guy that's like not so good or now we're going to find out that he's not good right did they have that plan the whole time when they met in that cafe when they first introduced the character that's like 20 episodes ago how far have they gone do they know the ending right now what's going to happen at the end <laughs> they know i wish i were carrie I they, if, they and might. i could go on a rogue operation and find the writers of homeland and make them tell me i the think end. They, i think they know where they're going on the end of oh the season God. i think they know already no i'm talking about the end end the end end, end, end. the big end end like they have yeah, to make this possibly. like a feature film story and then break it down into little episodes and stretch it out over however many seasons they can get with well, an end game in sight it's they really have to have interesting an considering especially like after certain episodes in season two you're like how the hell can they move on from this one and here you are thinking they they must have it planned out 20 lost lost episodes. had it planned out yeah. lost had the story planned out the entire yeah. they knew what that story was the entire time how many seasons does that show last seven I believe. a lot well they knew I mean I guess yeah, they, they, I'm yeah. sure things twist and change or whatever as mm-hmm. writing it but they had a, a a and a B they had an end yeah Absolutely. Yeah, in sight. So good. Absolutely. It's Man. all the in between. Okay, so we spoke enough on on Carrie. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. The whole Javadi thing. Yeah, Bennett and everything. Let's let's briefly talk about Dana and Leo. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah. totally prego. Totally. I'm head nodding. Uh, well, you did mention that. Um, what's the mom's name? Jessica. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what's the actress's name? You said she's pregnant. Marina Backrin. Marina Backrin. Yeah. And we did see some scenes where... You can totally tell she's tell actually she's, prego. Well, right. the actress was, I think, pregnant. Yeah, the, the actress. actress. That's yeah, what I'm actress, saying. Yeah. Yes, Mar- the actress. Marina Backrin, yeah. Mm. She actually sat down when she went to go with... Mike makes a comeback. Uncle Mike Uncle is back. Mike! On, on a break from the blacklist. Right. Wait a second. On a break from the blacklist. Why are they making his hair more red? 
I was thinking maybe it was just the lighting. No. But it was pretty red. Really, like, why would they make him like a ginger like Brody? Maybe we should go on IMDb. Maybe he's shooting something else. Well, he should have died that shit I, I think back. they still would have died or they're giving him a wig or something. Yeah. I'm sure they I mean, it was pretty. Did like you notice a, that, it. I didn't notice it as much, but I guess I'm not really as on on top of Mike. I kind of was like, whatever. I mean, Because well, like, there's like this redhead thing going on anyway well, on the show. That's what I'm saying. So next thing you know, you see his hair and it's like, yeah. it was Kind of reddish. Gingy. To be honest, I'm kind of bored with Mike. Only because, I mean, he had to be there because Dana's AWOL. So who does Jessica get to talk to right now? Talk to her her son, who we barely ever ever seen, doesn't say anything. No. They got to bring Mike back and say, okay, we've been in a relationship this whole time. Kudos to people who said that. Somebody, uh, I think somebody said uh, that we didn't know that Diego uh, Clanton hops on the blacklist, but no, we knew that he's on the blacklist. Yeah. Right. So that's the main right. reason why he's not there. He was he was off uh, Homeland since January. So, okay. but uh, but it's nice that he's back. But I, I, again, he's just there really because otherwise Jessica has nobody to talk to. Okay, is it just me or is it annoying that the son is like completely disregarded? He's always and, been disregarded. Like it's to me, it's just not real. I guess you can't have these conversations with her son anyway. It'd be kind of weird. So. Yeah, but I mean, Dana has her own storyline. There's so much the happening, Thaddeus, because the son's, who cares about him? Well, I don't you know what? Care. They uh, Mike said this. I know actually, what you're saying. You know actually, what I'm saying? Mike said this to Dana. He said, it's Brody who broke her heart. It really is the father-daughter relationship, and mm-hmm. it's this relationship that's affected all of Dana's relationships with other guys. I mean, look at the relationship she's in with Leo. She doesn't know barely anything about him, and it turns right. out he might be a murderer. Might be. Well, or, yeah. well, we don't know. He, well, He's we'll definitely see. her baby daddy. Yeah. Well, we see that they're at the, his brother's gravestone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they turn in the outback for a Camry. What and, the and two, heck was that? I wonder, I wonder who paid for that. It was Outback. It was Outback the, Camry. The Outback turned the Outback in for the Camry and 200 bucks. Yeah. The, the crappy to Camry, too, by the, the way. The parts for the Outback cost more than the Camry. So right. I'm guessing the Outback, I, I'm guessing they uh, they paid for the advertising. And, and, then, and then the mechanic like recognizes Dana. What does he recognize her from? From the is news. He, is he watching CNN? That guy's watching CNN? Well, that's, <laughs> that is racial profiling, my son. Who said it had anything to do with race? Well, why are you asking? the? Well, I'm just saying... Just said that guy is watching CNN. Why not? I don't know. I don't know that it's CNN. They that's got their not, faces blasted all over the news. Yeah, that's not just CNN. That's like, but she's it a minor. Everywhere. She's a minor. Obviously, I, I, at least I know the, can, the news that I watch. They usually block the kids. They don't really show the kids if they're minors and they didn't commit a crime. I think they can though, can't they? I think that's no, like a Europe. Not if, there's a, not if it's a minor. If it's a minor, they usually don't. And she didn't do anything. This is her father who has been accused well, of a bunch of Well, people know who she is people because of People know who she him. is. I, I think, and uh, before he was accused of a crime and whatever, they were all on the news together when Brody came back and was like the celebrated soldier that came back yeah. after. So the people know her. She's been a public record okay. from that. That's that true. makes a lot and, of sense. And, she, and yeah. he was a congressman. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, it does make sense that he yeah. might recognize her from that. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> Got um, it. <laughs> That part Where? was weird to me, but now, obviously, looking back after you find out information when Uncle Uncle Mike brings back this, you know, this information he got from a friend on the inside that right. there was a, you know, uh, what did they call it, a um, suicide pact that went wrong, possibly, yeah. and you know, this this boy is now could be charged for murder, except for his wacko parents sent him to the loony bin so that he would just be off and not put away for murder. Right. Um, and that, and then it makes sense because I'm like, why are they swa- People notice how judgmental his parents were Oh, that's why. I mean, yeah, they were so like... So judgmental. Well, that's because... That she's a bad influence Well, him. that's because they knew... Anybody who's super judgmental of things like that, it's they because have to, they know they they're doing it themselves. attention yeah. from themselves because they already know what they're doing. But I think that scene, that car scene weirded me out because, like, I know Dana's rebelling, but that just seemed, like, kind of crazy. I'm like, what, why are they making it seem like she's all in on this? And then I think now, for me, I was like, okay, this guy's a, clearly a criminal or 
potentially. So that would make sense that he would know to do something like that. I mean, what 16-year-old knows to go hawk a car and, like, barter with the parts and stuff? I mean, come on. That was, like... Yeah. So clearly this kid's, like, bad news. And I also think he got her pregnant. Let me just say that again. I just think it was such... It was kind of lame just seeing him go. And they're, like, aimlessly going around. They're going to the graveyard to see his brother. She's going to the base. It's kind of like Elizabeth Town, that movie with Orlando Bloom where right. they're doing the, yeah. the, the road trip. Right. And it's like, right. yeah, we really... know. That's where the expository writing bothered me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and then, yeah, that was like... That storyline is kind of like... I guess we needed to see what happened do. in the graveyard. But, but, well, actually, you know what? This is another question I want to ask the viewers. Can we do without Dana's storyline at this point? No. Is it really... Is it really... I... I I, can I is it really angle? necessary? I, I Do we think, really enjoy her storyline at this point? Well, I think her story, that, her arc is kind of like. Eh, I think that's something. Are we really interested still? I think something's about to happen. We're on the cusp of something happening, and it did get exciting. With Besides the new, her getting this, pregnant, well, is that I, really big? Teenage pregnancy, twenty thirteen. No, I mean, I just really so is. you're all know, watching that, that was just a prediction of mine. That's not she's actually no. But pregnant. let's say let's say that happens. Okay, but I'm saying I think it's now more exciting. That storyline was dumb, and they were doing that. Like I said, the expository writing at the graveside and at the base, and I'm like, what the heck are they doing? Right. Now that we know this kid's a criminal, it feels more dangerous that she's sitting in a car with him. Like I don't ever want to leave, and he's like, then we don't have to. And you're like, oh god, yeah, he's gonna kill her. Like then it <laughs> seems more exciting. So now I want to see what's going on. But up to that point, I was bored. Just a little bored. There's a little more danger involved. Yeah, I get that. I, I get now, now that we know it. that Saul and Carrie are in on this thing together. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, yes, it's like they did the same thing with that. But I, I don't see any connection right now between Jessica and Carrie, which is interesting considering it looks like there might be something. But I can't see it right now. Yeah, Except I don't for, know how she's going to get to that door and knock on that door. Yeah, that would be interesting to see how that. I know. And then of course Brody, because now he's disappeared again after that whole thing. They had that thing, and then the audio book. Wait, uh, where did Brody disappear to? Well, I mean, since last week. We haven't seen Brody again. Oh, I was like, week. no, I mean. he's in captain. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's disappeared to He's disappeared to everybody else. I'm just else. saying yeah. he's just completely, completely different. So right. it's like, how are we connecting these pieces right now? I really hope they get him to kick the heroin as soon as possible. Well, we do know, wait, <laughs> just that one connection, though. That's annoying to me. Coincidentally, this is happening in Venezuela. Yeah, that's the one connection. So you know right. these people are... But the money, the, the hidden 5%. Is landing in Venezuela and we, with Iranian connections, and now we and now we need to figure those guys that are keeping him there. They are they really there helping Carrie, are or they, are they involved with this and just using her name? Exactly, to keep I was him? thinking the same thing. Yeah, because now we know that this is all happening in Venezuela. Some shit's going to yeah. go down in Venezuela really soon. He, okay, so now we're getting into predictions. We're at forty. So you guys want to go into news and gossip so we can get right to predictions real quick? So because I think that's where we're going next. After Buzz yes. TV news. Do we have any news and gossip for this week? Uh, no, not really. Not on my end. <laughs> I was trying to look some stuff up and um, there was just some, you know, rehashing about people talking about the internet, the great acting and how Carrie, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Claire Danes has Claire Danes. received. I always want to call her Carrie. It's too, it sounds I know, too that's similar. That's why I was paused before I say Claire I'm because like, yeah. I want to say Claire. Carrie. And I saw yeah. something on, um, you know, just like personal stuff about talking about her and her 10 month old son mm. and how her husband is British and how he gives her advice and things. And like there was a little article about that. I think it was on like Buzz. Buzzfeed.com yeah. or something and it was just more like personal stuff on Claire Danes and her right. career and my so-called life and how she said she had like a troubled teenage years or whatever and maybe that's why she was mm. so good at playing uh, the character on the show too when she was Angela Chase on my so-called life for all you fans that used to watch that I love Claire Danes she's my yeah babe. she's amazing She's yeah, a really good her. actress. Yeah. I loved her in Les Miserables with Liam Neeson and Jeffrey Rush. I thought she was a bomb of that. I have that at home. She's good in everything Go she does. Hey, hey. <laughs> she, she's an amazing actress. Mm-hmm. And she has the resume to go along with it. She okay. Does. Predictions. 
Let's do it. All, All right. right. Let's do it. <laughs> and now, you're after Buzz TV. Okay, season three, episode five uh, coming up. What do we predict? Queen of predictions. Okay. Laura Leonelli, go. Well, I already just kind of said it, but yeah, definitely ahead. that uh, the the people that are keeping Brody captive are probably not help, really helping carry out and have something to do with this Venezuelan money smuggle. Okay. Um, Uncle Mike and Jessica are going to have sex. Duh. They better. Everybody, I'm, I'm always a sex prediction, but I'm just saying, I think they will. And they better cover the baby bump, too. That's going to turn me off. Anyway, and <laughs> the dude, the dude, Leo is, I mean, duh, he's going to for sure try and hurt um, Dana. Dana. And so, you think he's going to try gonna to come hurt Dana? To, who's going to come to the hmm. rescue? I need to think about that. Somebody's going to come to the rescue. I don't know. I'm predicting somebody, somebody good. Uncle Mike. Maybe. I got to think about that though. Hmm. Can't the, predict it yet. I'm thinking. Head. Okay, Nando. Uh, well, I agree about the whole Venezuela thing. I was definitely going to predict that too. That uh, that apparently the people that are holding Brody captive are not associated with Carrie, but are actually associated with um, with the Iranians. Mm-hmm. So I, I predict that. And then uh, I'm thinking that Jessica. We saw that really quick clip of Jessica and uh, Carrie together. I think Jessica is going to reach out to Carrie to try and help her, see if she can use her government influence to find Dana. I think that's where that connection is oh. going to come in. So she's going to be desperate to try and. So you think Dana. Dana's going to like be on the run, like or not be well, on the run, but on like, run, but, but not, but just be gonna... like MIA. She's going to be MIA for a while. Yeah, I think. Je- yeah. Well, I think Jessica's going to reach out to to Carrie to see if she can get like the CIA or somebody. She's on it. She's for sure going to be MIA she's because she desperate. wants to stay there forever. Yeah. with this guy. So that's going to be. And he's that, murderer. So. Sorry, that's okay. going to drag on for a little while. The whole Dana yeah. on the run thing. It will. So okay, so I'll piggyback kind of on this guy trying to hurt Leo, trying to hurt Dana, but. Dana ends up saving herself. The kid ends up dead, and then she finds out she's pregnant. Who? Who so ends up dead? So you're saying Dana's going to kill Leo, Leo, and then find out after Leo's dead that she's going <gasps> to. Uh, That's be good. Ooh, yeah. You might have taken the predictions this week. <laughs> See, I can admit, I can admit, but last admit. week, last week, what are you talking about? One of my friends, I'm the king of predictions. Excuse me, I'm going to throw this water in your face. One of my friends. <laughs> One of my friends who is a super fan of the show, Sarah Sanderson, at Sarah E. Sanderson, if you hey, want to follow Sarah. her on Twitter, she said last week, my predictions were the best. So, ha! Anyway, Sarah, we'll talk about that over a drink later. One in one. We're tied, <laughs> Thaddeus. We're tied. Okay. And my other prediction is that we're going to find out once she gets close to Jazabi and she, Javadi, yeah, Javadi, that once she gets close to them, she's going to find out some other operatives in the field that are on the take dar, with this guy. Dar, dar, dar. And it probably is... It probably is dark. But we're going to find out that there are some other agents that are. Yeah. Because remember, she dropped a little subtle seed. She said, I'm not going to compromise any of my agents in the field. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a hint to let us know she's going to find out there are some other agents in the field that are already on this guy's team. Yeah. And they're going to make you think it's Peter Quinn, but it's not. It's not Peter Quinn. I don't think it's Peter Quinn. No, never. But we'll see. You never know. But you never know. They might might flip it up. They might flip it up. Not Peter Quinn. Not my Peter Quinn. Okay, guys. (laughs) Where can we find you guys until next time? I'm Lauren Leonelli. You can find me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, Vine, and my website. Uh, I'm Nando Velasquez. You can find me at Nando Vel on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Club Thaddeus. You can find me at Thaddeus Massey. No, you can't. It's actually the other way around. I'm Thaddeus Massey. You can find me at Club Thaddeus on Instagram and Twitter. Holla. Until next time, After Buzzers. Peace. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.